You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it, but here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Ferrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries to find out about their relationships with the ballot box, and ultimately, just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Welcome to today's episode of Why I'm Voting. Today, I am joined by Armando Perez, who you probably know better by his name Pitbull, which is his stage name. Everyone knows him because of his musical career, which spans a wide range of genres. And he also uses his platform and his success to give back, funding educational initiatives in his hometown of Miami, as well as other efforts. But today he is here to talk about a subject near and dear to my heart, voting. Armando, welcome so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. and Look forward to the conversation. This is a person excited to talk about voting. So first, I want to know where your relationship with voting started. When did you first learn about voting? When did it occur to you that this was something that you would get to do? Well, voting for me, the minute that I could get my hands on a voter registration card, uh, I did. I actually got it through school, one of the schools that I went to. So therefore, the minute that I could vote, I did. And the first election that I got a chance to vote in, or at least be a part of, was uh, George Bush Jr. and Al Gore, which we all saw what happened in that election. And I'm glad that we're having a conversation on why voting is so powerful and important, because that that election, actually Al Gore won that election. And then they came down and they missed, they, they counted again the votes here in Florida, which George Bush Junior won, and then Jeb Bush was the governor in Florida. So, yeah, it was interesting. (laughs) I love that you got registered through your school. How did that work? It was just something that you could sign up. And it was one of those things I happened to do. Not too many kids really pay attention to that. But the, the fact that my family comes and fled from communism in Cuba, and my grandmother was a 
a revolutionary in Cuba, and my aunt was a political prisoner. My mother came over in Operation Peter Pan, Pedro Pan, and my father came over in, with, basically what they do is they, a letter that they give over in Cuba, it's called the, the lottery. Right. What you win is the most priceless thing in the world, which is freedom. So you leave everything behind. They only give you a couple minutes to pick up and go, and you get a chance to come over to the United States. So then my father brought boats over in the Mario boat lift in the early 80s and brought over 548 Cubans from Cuba to freedom. So that's why I'm someone that uh, honors, appreciates, and loves freedom. And the only way you get that is by voting. Did your family talk a lot about voting as you were growing up? Obviously, very politically minded group of people. So was this something they really made clear to you was an important thing for you to do? Very, very important. I'm, my, my mother became a, a U.S. citizen, and that was one of the first things that that's all she would talk about is now I'm going to be able to vote. Now I'm going to be able to vote, you know, so uh, people may not look at whether it counts or it doesn't count. You know, I call politics, politics, and I get it that everybody has different agendas and God knows what companies have their hands on what politicians. And I mean, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to that world. But if you don't go out there and vote and you have the, the right and the chance and you were born in the United States of America or you fought your way to be able to vote here in the United States of America, then I don't think you really have a say so. You know, and people that it's it, it's easy to see my, my mother raised me to be a critical thinker, not a criticizing thinker. So it's easy to criticize. It's hard to be critical. And people out there need to understand how critically important voting is. Because if you don't vote, then you shouldn't talk, bottom line. Yeah. Now, those that have been stripped of their right to vote, which is different, because I grew up in a lot of different neighborhoods in Miami, being uh, good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods, and the worst neighborhoods. And a lot of folks that have been incarcerated and charged as a felon, when they get out of prison they no longer have the right to vote they can pay taxes but they can't vote even though they're fighting to overturn that it's still a lot of loopholes in right there but a lot of people that i know that have been incarcerated and they took their life from a negative to a positive that's one of the first things they fight for when they get back into society is getting that voter's registration card which i know very select few that have gotten a chance to fight their way through the loopholes to get that but that just goes to show you once you take the most powerful commodity in in life which is time away from somebody it allows you to really sit back and appreciate things if you're trying to put your life back in order so imagine when they're putting their life back in order one of the first things they come out fighting for is their chance to vote because they know the importance behind it. it speaks volumes you mentioned having voted for the first time in the 2000 election between al gore and george w bush Aside from the outcome, do you remember what it felt like that first time you voted? Was it confusing? Were you nervous? Did you walk out of the booth like just feeling like you would accomplish something? What was that day like for you? That it was very confusing and nervous. I wasn't. I'm a person that if I don't know, I, I ask questions. So obviously when you go to vote, there's a lot of you're voting for a lot of different things that no one really speaks to you about. You don't know. This isn't just a, you know, a Scantron sheet where you're just going to Christmas tree, this thing, you know, right. <laughs> and, and, and guess A, B, C, D, or all of the above. So that's where the confusing part came in. Another thing that was confusing was when I went to go vote at a certain spot, it wasn't the address that was for my area, let's just say. So sometimes they tell you, yeah, you can vote, but it'll be disqualified. Or they'll tell you, yeah, you can vote and it may make it. And s- certain things that at that age, when you're talking about, I was 18, 19 years old. It can be very confusing and also disenchanting or, or not motivate you to get back out to the poll. Yeah. So I learned a little bit more by the time it came to, I would say, when Obama got in office. 
I learned a little more as we know that Bush had two terms. And then by the time I got to Obama, I was ready for voting. And in the last voting, I mailed my voting in since I was traveling the world at the time. Do you make sure to vote in your local election? I I try to vote in anything I possibly can. (laughs) How do you research for your local elections? Because those are not as well publicized as the big presidential elections. And it can be a little bit trickier to make sure you have info on the candidates to find who is the right candidate for you. I mean, for me, voting and the researching, all I try to do is what I can do to the best of my ability. I, I speak, I get word of mouth with what's going on. And, you know, being being Cuban-American, I was already born politically incorrect, you know, <laughs> due to the embargo between Cuba and the United States of America and due to uh, everything that's happened between Cuba and the United States of America. So being that I was born Cuban-American, there's irony behind that. I always try to, one way or another, find a way to educate myself on voting and on the politics that are going on in my area. Now, another thing that I was taught growing up, so you have to navigate the waters of, they always tell you in any dinner table or any dinner setting or in any setting, one of the, the two things you shouldn't speak about is, <laughs> is politics and religion. Mm-hmm. So when you go to have these conversations, you got to know who you're having them with, people that are open-minded, who are open to uh, constructive criticism and also give great advice, not just people that think one way and then think just because they think that way. If you don't agree with them, then you have no say-so in the conversation. That's being closed-minded. And I think that's what's happening right now as we speak. We're living in an era of divide and conquer. And I, I have these conversations about voting and politics and freedom. Why? Because, you know, this is the United States of America. We don't want this to become the divided states of America. And as long as I have a voice and a platform to be able to help, whether it be through music, whether it be through education, I always take it very seriously and I give it a thousand percent because guys, there's nothing like freedom. There's nothing like freedom. And me being first generation Cuban American, I know what my family went through. I know what they took away from. I know how many people were murdered. I know how many people lost everything. But if you're sixth, seventh, eighth generation in, in the United States of America, you may not understand that. You know, that might be a story just like Adam and Eve. And right. <laughs> you know, you don't understand the importance behind that, but I do. So when I, have these conversations. I'm very passionate about them. And like I tell people, if you don't vote, you shouldn't speak. Right. You should just go, look, I didn't vote. I have, I can't even throw my hat in this ring. Right. You don't know about voting. Educate yourself on it. And, you know, like anything in life, it's not about a right or wrong thing. It's about learning from your mistakes. There's a saying that I love, by the way, that says, you don't make mistakes. Mistakes make you. So if people just understood that, meaning... It's okay if you don't understand much about it. It's okay if you feel nervous about it. It's okay if you feel confused about it. But at least take the initiative of educating yourself a little bit on it to understand the power behind that and what freedom really means. It's not just a word. I mean, freedom is is everything. Do you have any rituals around voting or Election Day? What will Election Day look like for you? Are you too busy with work or do you watch it all day? Will you stay away from it and then engage with the results when they're all in? How are you going to play that? No, look, right now, politics have become like the WWF. Yes, they have. It's like the bigger the clown, the bigger the circus. So for me, what I do is I sit back, I let it all play out, and then I see who's fighting for what, who's making a political play on a certain, whether it be, I don't know, right now, what's everybody making a political play on a virus? And for me, what I care about the most 
is who really stands for what this country stands for and has been built on, which is bottom line freedom. Okay. So when I sit back and I watch everything that goes on, I try to make an educated decision to the best of my ability, but it's tough in these times when you have networks that no longer give you facts. They just give you headlines because all they care about is their own political agenda, which is called ratings. And the more ratings they get, they're going to program you with whatever they want to do. And it's sad because I've watched certain networks that I had so much respect for. And I used to love to watch the news on them. And mind you, you're speaking to somebody who watches the news all around the world. Right. So therefore, I really get a chance to see how polarized things become when there's an agenda, how programmed it could be. And I can tell you, oh, these people's ratings are through the roof right now just because they're putting this word on the bottom or they're putting this name on the bottom. And for it to be so left and so right, it's not fair to the people. It really isn't. And when you have all these platforms that are touching so many people and have access to them literally at the touch of a button, it's dangerous. Now, with all that going on, that's why I got to let it play out. You don't know how quick this thing can change, which we've seen. Right. They shut down the country for a virus that the numbers really do not make sense at the end of the day when we really break this all down because it's no longer a headline. Research, educate yourself, create yourself, and be aware. Same way we're telling you about voting. Then you have a civil unrest. Then it comes back to the virus. Now you have civil unrest again. And politically, they're trying to play games with that, which is not fair to the public. It really isn't fair to the public. And that to me is not democracy, to be honest with you. So for anybody out there that thinks voting is some kind of game, you need to wake up. You need to understand how important it is. And if you love freedom, then you love voting. Bottom line. (laughs) I love it. Armando, thank you so much for sharing your very obvious passion with me today and all of your stories. I think it's really important to hear from first-generation Americans about why they value this one freedom so very much. Oh, no, it's truly my pleasure. It's truly an honor. Thank you for the opportunity for, for me to be able to voice my opinion one way or another. I hope that it helps and motivates and inspire those out there to understand what a beautiful country we live in. Because if you think for one minute that anything in the United States of America is bad, then you need to visit the favelas of Brazil, the shanty towns of South Africa, the slums of Mumbai, the villages that where people don't have anything. And then you'd understand that the United States is really like the Beverly Hills of the world. No matter, you can go to the worst ghettos of the United States of America. There's people out there that would appreciate one day in those places, you know, as citizens and as Americans appreciate the country that you're from, because yes, it is one of the most powerful countries in the world, but it is because it's built on freedom, folks, freedom. They allow us to vote in other countries. You have no opinion. And if you think the other way, they'll kill you. It's that simple. That's how this works. I know it because my family's lived it. So therefore I express again, the importance of voting. You know, uh, Diddy had a great campaign in the mid-2000s, and he wore a shirt around for one of the campaigns, and the shirt said, vote or die. Okay? That's how real it is. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. 
Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows.